Please turn your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 25, Isaiah chapter 25, verse 1, and please stand for the reading of God's Word. This is the Word of the Lord. O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will give thanks to your name, for you have worked wonders Plans formed long ago with perfect faithfulness. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we come before you now and ask for your blessing on this time. Give us grateful hearts, Lord. Stir up our minds on all the wonderful works you have done. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord our God our rock and our redeemer. In the holy name of Christ we pray, amen. Amen. All right, please sit. I've been tasked with preparing us for Thanksgiving, with preparing us to celebrate Thanksgiving. This Thursday is a special day. It's a day of giving thanks. If we're not careful, our minds can be caught up on so many other things that we forget the whole point of the day. You know, we have people traveling. You may be traveling to other places. You're seeing family members. You have a big meal to cook. You can get caught up with all the celebratory things that your mind forgets the whole point of the day, which is to give thanks to God. So this sermon is very simple. First, I want us to consider what does it mean to give thanks? why we're to give thanks, then what are we to give thanks for? What are things you can thank God for this Thursday? And then finally, some practical tips for Thanksgiving. What does it mean to give thanks? Acknowledging to someone that you received a benefit from them. That's all it means. You're acknowledging to someone you received a benefit from them. We see this with the ten lepers in Luke 17. Luke 17, 11 through 19, we read, The ten lepers come to Jesus. They say, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they were going, they were cleansed. Miracle happens. Their disease is gone. Now one of them, when he saw that he had been healed, turned back, glorifying God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at his feet, giving thanks to him. This one leper acknowledges what Jesus has done for him and thanks him. That's all thanksgiving is. Notice what happens when we thank thank God. He was a Samaritan. Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed, but the nine? Where are they? Was no one found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? was no one found to return to give glory to God. Giving thanks glorifies God. Acknowledging the benefits we receive from God, acknowledging his goodness, glorifies him. We're pointing to him and saying, look what he did. Thank you for doing this. This Thursday, you have a great opportunity to glorify God. All you have to do is give thanks to him. That's all we have to do. God's done all the hard work. He's been good to us. 
we have the easy job of returning thanks. So, what are we to thank God for? Here's a list of things to thank God for. We thank him for his wonderful works. That's what our verse was. I give thanks to your name, for you have worked wonders. What are the wonderful works of God? Well, we can spread, put these into two categories, works of creation and works of providence. The wonderful works of God in creation, what is this? It's all the stuff that's right in front of you. You see it every day. Just because you see this stuff every day doesn't mean it's not special. Chesterton said, adults can't handle monotony, but God can. Just think about the things in front of you. Trees, grass, clouds, rivers, mountains, animals. Do you know there are over 10,000 species of birds? Can you memorize 10,000 species of birds? Eagles, hummingbirds, ravens, parakeets, sparrows, penguins, puffins, peacocks. Are you thankful for all these creatures God's made? Double-crested cormorants, dark-eyed juncos, my personal favorite, yellow-bellied sapsuckers. What about sea creatures, creatures in the sea, angelfish, pufferfish, catfish, tuna fish? Well, I mean, that's in a can, but it, it got there because it's a tuna. It's a fish. Shrimp, whales, crabs, sharks, seahorses, leviathan, algae. What about bees? Jayla's grandparents have a bee farm, and I had the privilege of sitting there and listening to her grandfather talk about bees for like an hour. It is amazing. Bees make honey. Did you know that? They make honey. They make sugary sweet goodness for free. You just scrape it off the honeycomb. It's amazing. Did you know that if you eat local honey, it can actually help your allergies? Bees are the only creature that makes something more than they need. They just keep making it. What about planets and stars? Thank God for the Hubble Space Telescope. We're able to see things thousands, if not millions, of light years away that people have never been able to see before. Go on to the NASA astronomy picture of the day, apod.org. You can find images a day of amazing things. Give thanks to God for these things. Give thanks to God for the weather. How often when we're talking about the weather with people, which is small talk, which isn't wrong, you know, I like talking about the weather, but how often when we talk about the weather, it's just full of complaining. Oh, it's rainy today. It's too hot today. Why don't we change our small talk to, thank God it's raining. Thank God it's hot. Thank God it's average. I mean, it came from God, and people will like you more. What about the human body? Hold out your hand. Hold out your hand. Now look at it. Now what do you see? I mean, do we all really know the back of our hand that well? You've got hair follicles. Can you count them? What's under it? Skin. What's under that? Bones. What's under that? 
well, what's under that? What's with it? Veins, joints, tendons. You have so much. Your joint, you use it, I don't know how many times a day, hundreds, maybe thousands. Do you oil your joints? No, it just works. Thank God for your hands, Jeremy. He, ask Jeremy, look at his hands. I'm sure he is thankful for all the years he had when his hands were like this. He could still give thanks for what he can do, though, with his hands. What about music? Do you thank God for music? We, right now, you can listen to hundreds of thousands of gigabytes of music spanning centuries. Bach, Beethoven. I can listen to anything I want virtually. You used to have to hire a band to play stuff. Used to, that was the only way. Now you have so much music to listen to. What about creations yet to come? Are we thankful for what's to come? Behold, I create new heavens and a new earth. Are you thankful for the day when this earth that's under a curse is going to be regenerated, renewed, rebirthed, no more sin? No more tears, no more pain. Give thanks to God for these creations. Okay, what about, what about the wonderful works of providence? Children's Catechism, question 11. I know we might be stretching back. What is God's providence? Okay, we're stretching back too far. His completely holy, wise and powerful, preserving and governing every creature and every action. God is, his providence controls history. God is the controller of history. Be thankful for the wonderful works of God in history. History doesn't belong to unbelievers. It actually belongs to Christians. At the end of the age, we'll all look back and see that the history of the world was all the wonderful work of God. I mean, start thanking him right now. Be thankful for all the people God has saved, all the wonderful works he's done. There's biblical precedent for thinking about this and for, and for thanking God for it. One, Psalm 145, one generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. The gospel's been going forth to all nations. Unbelievers have been converted and are still being converted. Not too long ago, right where you're sitting was once called the New World, and it was just full of people killing each other and worshiping idols. You're now sitting in an evangelical, reformed Presbyterian church that is proclaiming the gospel. Thank God for this. The Spirit has been moving people to do things that they never would have done all across history, and it's changed history. Jonathan Edwards once wrote an account of revivals that broke out in his life. It's called A Narrative of Surprising Conversions. A Narrative of Surprising Conversions. Give thanks for the surprising conversions that God's done. Paul the Apostle, Augustine, John Newton, Chuck Colson. And wasn't your conversion surprising? Are you thankful that God saved you? You're part of church history. What else? What other works of providence can we give thanks to God for? What about food? God's provision for us with food. 
We have so much food to be thankful for, so much variety of food. Fruits, vegetables, meat, poultry, bread, yogurt, gorgonzola cheese, ice cream, Dr. Pepper, LaCroix, or just water. Ask Chuck folks about how many people don't have water. Be thanks, thankful for your water. And it's a common practice for us. We, we all give thanks at meals. At least we should. But don't let that become cold and lifeless when you're thanking God before a meal. Don't thank you, Lord, for this meal. Amen. I mean, we've all done it. If you need help being joyful for the food in front of you, think about all the, the, the work that went into to get that food on your plate. The farmer's the truck drivers, the people who made the trucks, the people who drove the trucks, the stores, the grocery workers, your wife putting it all together. Give thanks that you have taste buds that can taste all of those different flavors, the nuances of a meal. You have 2,000 to 8,000 taste buds on your tongue, and they actually only have a life cycle of 10 days. Be thankful that God made eating food a delightful experience. It's not just a matter of filling up a gas tank with gas. You have joy in it. What else to give thanks for in God's providence? Technology. Each generation has been able to improve upon the previous generation. We have toilets, plumbing, electricity, heating and air conditioning, light bulbs, washing machines, cars, the internet. Yeah, there's bad things on the internet, but there's a lot of good things on the internet. Give thanks to God for that. Medicine, medical advancements. I am so glad I live in the 21st century. Thank God we're not getting the leech treatment. Have you ever had that before? Did you know blood types weren't understood until 1900? If you had to get a blood transfusion, you would probably die because they didn't know that there were blood types. Now is the best time in history to have children. You have epidurals, C-sections, anesthetics. And what about all the hygiene products and medicine we have? Tylenol, Advil, Benadryl, toothpaste, toilet paper. What more shall I say for time will fail me if I tell of NyQuil and Claritin and Ibuprofen and Mucinex, Lidocaine and soap? Wow! What else is under God's providence? The family. Are you thankful for the family God's put you in? Children, are you thankful for your family? God put you in your family. He gave you your parents, your siblings. Not somebody else's parents, not someone else's siblings. Be thankful for your parents. Have you ever been to someone's house whose parents weren't Christians or just didn't love them quite like your parents have? I've been in homes like that. I had to do demo work in a trailer once. There's a kid's rooms, there's adult rooms, but it smelled like animals, cigarettes. There was bad stuff in the house. You just knew this is not a place of love. Be thankful for your family. They love you. Teenagers, 
Be thankful for the, this time in your life that God's put you in. The weight of the world isn't on your shoulders right now. Don't try to rush into adulthood. Be thankful for your time at home right now. Be glad for it. Men, be thankful God's made you a man, not a woman. This is what homosexuals and transgenders don't understand. They don't give thanks to God for their sexuality. Be thankful you're a man. Be thankful for God's calling on your life, for your duties and responsibilities God's given you. Often, instead of being grateful for our duties, we're tempted to despise them or to think we're better than them or to just fear them and then not do them. Be thankful for your work, for being able to provide for your family. You don't have to be a farmer or construction worker to fulfill the dominion mandate. I mean, I've known many masculine construction workers, men of God, but you can also be masculine and be a Latin teacher. The point of the dominion mandate is you wield creation for the benefit of others, wielding money, wielding wood, wielding words, wielding musical notes, wielding rubber for car tires. That's not as sturdy as I thought. I'm scared now if I push this. Church officers, you can fulfill the dominion mandate by the Great Commission. Go make disciples. Husbands and fathers, you're the prophet, priest, and king of your home. Be thankful for these privileges of setting the religious tone, of making little Christians in your home, little worshipers of God. And give thanks for your wives. Give thanks that you have a helpmate. Give thanks for all that she does to serve you and strengthen you. And finally, men, 1 John 2, he addresses fathers, young men, little boys, little children. Be thankful, fathers, that you know him who has been from the beginning. Be thankful, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. Because you are strong and the word of God abides in you. Little boys, be thankful that you are forgiven for his name's sake because you know the Father. Women, women, be thankful for being a woman and not a man. Be thankful for your callings, your duties, what God has put on your life. You have a privilege of turning grain into bread. Or of just going to the store and getting fresh baguettes. Making good meals. Wives, be thankful for your husbands. Be thankful for his leadership. Be thankful that you don't have the responsibility of leading the home. Be thankful for him. Strengthen him. And don't look down. Mothers, give thanks for your privilege of raising children. Don't look down upon your duties of raising children. Chesterton put it well, I will pity Mrs. Jones for the hugeness of her task. I will not pity her for the smallness. You get the privilege of introducing your children to the universe and to God. John Angel James has a great sermon on this. It's called To Young Mothers. 
Everybody should read it. Fathers, mothers, young people, everybody should read this. It's so good. This is his whole point. Mothers, you have such a great privilege and responsibility given to you of raising your children. Your influence is actually much greater than the, than the father or husband because you spend so much more time in those first early years. It is such a joy. You get to instill their morality and their behaviors and their love for God. That is a wonderful privilege. Give thanks for it. It's been said, she who rocks the, the cradle rules the world. Be thankful for this. Wonderful privilege. Single women, be thankful for your station in life. Be thankful that you can be a mother in the church. Be thankful that you can serve the church right now more than if you were married. Widows, be thankful for your time that you now have to devote to the church. 1 Timothy 5, offering prayers night and day. What a privilege. And everyone, be thankful for your neighbors. We need to give thanks for all the people God has put on this earth, believer and unbeliever. Give thanks for them. If you want a good test of your sanctification to see how thankful you are for everybody else, on a hot day at rush hour, go to Walmart. And when people are cutting you off and you're in, just, you're, you're, you just want to get there and get out, just, I mean, this is how I test my sanctification sometimes. The Lord's like, you just are so selfish, man. Just be thankful you have a car to go to the store and buy whatever you want. What else to give, thankful, give thanks for in God's providence? What about the church? Give thanks for the church. Where would you be without the church? My earliest and fondest memories are of the church. We have fathers, mothers, sisters, brothers all multiplied to us. Give thanks for each other. And be thankful for your church officers, for the leaders of the church. Your pastors and elders, they're feeding you spiritually. Give thanks for it. Give thanks for your deacons who serve you physically. And give thanks for their wives, for all the service they do to give to you. What about the means of grace? Give thanks for the means of grace, God's word. Every Sunday, after we have a scripture reading, what do we say? This is the word of the Lord. Don't let the practice become cold, right? Be thankful. Thanks be to God for his word. Give thanks for the word that it feeds you, that it changes you, that God uses his spirit through the word to show you who you are and to show you who he is and to change you, to give you hope. We have all things that pertain to life and godliness given to us by God. Read the word. Feed on the word. Give thanks for the sacraments. Give thanks for the visible word. Are we thankful that we've been washed? That we've been united to the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ in our baptism? Are we thankful for the first of the month when we get to eat and drink the body and blood of Christ? To feed on Christ with the mouth of the soul, which is faith. Give thanks. I love our communion Sundays. 
we get to partake of the Lord's Supper. And give thanks for Christ. Do I even need to say that? To give thanks for Christ, for all he's done, that he would save us from our sins. Finally, in God's providence, what else can we give thanks for? Give thanks for the trials and afflictions that God puts on you. All right, Romans 8, 28. We know God causes all things to work together for the good of those who are called to those who love God. You may not be able to thank God immediately for the afflictions and trials that God puts in your life. But, I mean, listen to what I just said. <laughs> Do you really want to wait two or three years before you thank God for an affliction? For a trial? For an illness? Wouldn't it be better to thank God sooner than later? Isn't thanksgiving, thanking God for whatever the trial is that's come, isn't that better to do immediately? Because giving thanks sooner will actually help you get through the affliction, get through whatever sin's been committed against you. Give thanks even for your trials and afflictions. When that diagnosis comes in, when you get the phone call you don't want to hear, give thanks to God for it. Start by giving him thanks. Unbelievers don't do this. Right? Romans 1. They do not give thanks to God. They especially don't give thanks to God in his providence. They either will boast in themselves for the good things they have and say, hey, it's come from me. Or they'll Blame God. Megan Rapinoe, the American soccer player, right? She had her retirement game, and three minutes into the game, she injures herself. And then she, at a press conference, blasphemes God and blames him for it. She says, this proves God doesn't exist. Do you really want to be like Megan Rapinoe? Be like Samuel Rutherford. Welcome, welcome, cross of Christ, if Christ be with. Welcome the cross. So in summary, look at all the wonderful works of God that he has put in your life. Give thanks to him, because it will glorify him. He's poured out blessings. Don't be like the nine lepers who didn't thank God. Be the one leper who did. Now, practical tips for Thursday, okay? This Thursday, you should start this Thursday with private thanksgiving by yourself and with your family. Start the day by kindling the fires of gratitude and heaping logs on it, okay? If you're hosting the Thanksgiving meal, you actually have an easy job, okay? It's an easier job. You set the agenda of that day. You're setting the tone of the day. First, bust out all the good food and drink, right? Spend money, have a feast. It's good. During the meal, at some point during the day, have a time of thanksgiving. You know, go around and give thanks. Make a game of it. Write them down on pieces of paper. Do, do something fun with it. But thank God. 
You also, on that day, recount the works of God. Remember, Psalm 145. One generation shall praise your works to another, shall declare your mighty acts. Declare the mighty acts of God. Declare them to your children. Speak about your conversion. Speak about the wonderful things God's done in your life. Speak about all the times that God was good to you and showed his mercy in a greater way where he spared your life. Read scripture in that day. What are some good scripture texts? Exodus 14 and 15, the deliverance of the children of Egypt out of, out of slavery and the song of Moses. What about 1 Chronicles 29, the consecration of the temple? Psalm 8, that's a good one. Psalm 100, Psalm 111, Psalm 136, Hebrews 11, the works of God, people living by faith. Recount these things. Also, you know, in the day, sing songs. Play games. Have fun that day. Okay, now if you're not hosting, you're not setting the agenda. So your job's actually a little more difficult. Uh, first, the easy part. Bring good food to wherever you're going to have Thanksgiving. Bring a good meal, okay? Bring whatever you can. If you're with a Christian host, uh, ask them... Uh, what they're planning to do that day. And if they hadn't really thought of anything for like giving thanks or anything like that, maybe give them suggestions, okay? And have, have a good time. If you're with unbelieving hosts, you know, whether family or friends, uh, ask beforehand, before you get there, before the meal, ask if you can pray for the meal. Just make it a, be polite about it. Don't be obnoxious. Just ask, can we pray for the meal? And then in that prayer, if they say yes, make sure you thank God for them. Make sure you thank God for them providing that meal. Okay. In conclusion, everything I've, I've said now, you have so many things to be thankful for. Think about them and give thanks Glorify God this Thursday. And then, really, the Christian life, the whole thing is one of gratitude. Let Thursday be a springboard into the new year, okay? Use this to kindle the flames of your heart so that you're grateful, not just this week, but all next year as well. And give thanks, because all these things have come from God. Let's pray. Our gracious, merciful God, you have given us so much. Give us grateful hearts for all these things. Help us to stay focused upon you, to glorify your name, knowing that you are our creator and you're the one who has given us all that we have. Let us be content and praise you. Bless this week, Father. Give us joyful hearts. In the holy and blessed name of Christ, we pray. Amen.